So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. I must say... Sometimes it's uh, easy to make the mistake in talk radio of not not saying everything you think and assuming everybody knows what you think. Um, Sean offered his uh, point of view on Trump last night. I got to tell you, I watched Trump. I thought it was freaking awesome. I thought it was freaking awesome. I was sitting on my couch just thinking, this is awesome. So, I mean, I don't know why I think it's so awesome. I just do. I just, I just think this is so freaking great. It's just out of the ordinary. He doesn't care. Yeah. F y'all. <laughs> he doesn't care. Every other I, I don't politician know if, is so measured. I, yeah, I don't know if it's just a, a you know years of people being so concerned about what the media thinks or what eat, what the people in your party or the other party think. He just doesn't care. I don't know. Maybe it's that. But. Hops on the Twitter. He's got hot takes. Whatever. So uh, Hillary's got a new book out called uh, I'm Just Mad Because a House Fell on My Sister. Is that the title? No, it is. Uh, <clears throat> what happened? <laughs> that's right. The, the title is actually What Happened. <laughs> what happened? I, I was supposed to win. was watching news, said I was going to win, didn't win. What happened? Here's my story. I'm Hillary Clinton. Hillary is so, very urban. <laughs> she, uh, she, it's actually her reading the audiobook version. Did we figure out what she got paid for this? Or is that uh, her that? previous book, Hard Choices, she got a, a $5 million advance mm-hmm. for. I haven't found anything on this book yet, though. It's got to be pretty big. Um, but this is a pretty interesting little excerpt. This is not okay, I thought. It was the second presidential debate, and Donald Trump was looming behind me. Yes. Two days before, the world heard him brag about groping women. Now we were on a small stage, and no matter where I walked, he followed me closely, staring at me, making faces. It was incredibly uncomfortable. He was literally breathing down my neck. My skin crawled. It was one of those moments where you wish you could hit pause and ask everyone watching, well... What would you do? Do you stay calm, keep smiling, and carry on as if he weren't repeatedly invading your space? Or do you turn, look him in the eye, and say loudly and clearly, Back up, you creep. Get away from me. I know you love to intimidate women, but you can't intimidate me, so back up. I chose option A. 
I kept my cool, aided by a lifetime of dealing with difficult men trying to throw me off. I did, however, grip the microphone extra hard. I wonder, though, whether I should have chosen option B. It certainly would have been better TV. Maybe I have overlearned the lesson of staying calm, biting my tongue, digging my fingernails into a clenched fist, smiling all the while, determined to present a composed face to the world. If she, if she had turned to Trump and said, back off, you creep, she wins. Back she, up, you creep. She very possibly wins. Totally. She very possibly wins. I don't like her making the, playing the woman card on this. That is an old debate tactic. Everybody does it in debate. Well, not everybody, but lots of people do it in debates. It's common to invade somebody's personal space in a debate to make them feel uncomfortable. He's not. You don't do it just because it's a woman. People do it all the time. The best example being when Al Gore tried to do that to George Bush in 2000. Kept looming over him because he was a much bigger guy. And George, and George being great at this sort of stuff, turned and gave him that weird look, which oh, was like, yeah. hey, how you doing? Which was basically saying... What are you doing, you weirdo? And the crowd freaking loved it. I think George Bush won the election because of that moment. The way he handled Al Gore trying to get in his space. He just looked at him and gave him a nod like, you okay? Why are you following me around like this, you crazy person? It was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Hillary should have reacted to it somehow. Yeah, be human. Acknowledge it. Her she... biggest fault was she didn't come off as human, and she did it again there. Well, she, th- she explained her, her biggest flaw, right? In, when she is presented with a fork in the road, she wants to press pause and pull the reactions to see what she wants to <laughs> right, do. That's pretty right. good, Sean. That's exactly what her problem was that all along. That is pretty good. I didn't even I didn't even think that, but that's absolutely right. Her instinct is what would normal people do yeah, here? What, <laughs> how do humans react? <laughs> like she, that that encompasses her entire flaw. What, what just why she has very rarely, if ever, gone up in polls because she yeah. doesn't know how to act naturally in the moment. She Boy. needs to to focus group every decision that she makes. God, she's just built that way. She's just built that way. Her thought is not what should I do. What would others do? Or what would others think of me doing this or that? Right. That's that's an interest. I guess that's uh, living your life in the public eye makes you that way. Career just, politician, that seems I like guess. kind of a common trap yeah. to fall into. Yeah. Everything is, is filtered through the lens of how are other people going to react to that. I guarantee you that's not what Trump thinks. <laughs> He's just thinking, what do I want to do right now? But um, and it's worked. That's for interesting. It. It's worked for yeah. her. I mean, she's obviously normally oh, successful. Yeah. yeah. A, lot yeah. Of it, a lot of it due to Bill, but. She didn't get the biggest prize she always wanted, but if she had turned to him and said, back off, you creep, oh, it would have been a huge win for her. Yeah, back yeah. up, you creep. You're invading my personal bubble. I mean, anything that addressed the issue in the moment would have been a, a huge win for her. Yeah, or even if she had been um, uh, maybe a little toned down from that, turned to him, because this, as she said, is the day after the Billy Bush tape. If she had turned to him and said, after what I heard yesterday, you're making me a little uncomfortable standing right behind me like that. Oh, oh that would have been huge. Zing. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Trump's reaction. Oh, so good. But she her went team with couldn't the... farm that out to the constituents and figure out what the response would be in real time enough for her to have that response. <laughs> but going with the pasted on smile that looks phony and, and pretending it's not happening once again did not work for her. That's interesting. I hope she has other nuggets like that in her book. I wonder how honest she's going to be or, or how self-critical 
she's going to be. Is she going to really get into that whole baskets of deplorables thing and uh, and discuss whether or not she thinks that was a mistake? Like with all audiobooks, I'm waiting for the James Earl Jones version to come out before I listen to it. <laughs> As I was standing on that stage. <laughs> oh, man. that uh, Extra hard. Well, we don't need that. Okay. <laughs> Nobody wants any sexual connotations and Hillary Clinton put together in some sort of mashup. Nobody. Nobody's looking for that. There's a constituency of, of zero who's looking for that. Well, you don't always get what you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I don't know if there's more nuggets. Oftentimes, the nuggets you hear out of a big book the week before for the press release are the only nuggets in a book. That happens now and then. But uh, maybe there's more good stuff in there when it comes out next week. If nothing else, <clears throat> we can do like we did with Barack Obama's book. We can take little clips out of context to use for drops for years to come. (laughs) (laughs) Which is incredibly unfair. Uh, I'm sure we'll have that. Uh, We do have a guest on it. They changed the way the lottery works. That's why the prizes are getting bigger and it's harder to win. I don't know if most people know that. So a little later in the show for that. Among other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You creep. That's from Hillary Clinton's new book. It's what she says she had considered saying in the debate when uh, when Trump was looming behind her. But she didn't. Uh, we got some texts about that. Uh, Hillary supporters would have made that a total meme with back off you creep t-shirts and signs. Absolutely. It would have been huge. Um, back off you creep would have been the Chanting it at uh, big gatherings, that would have been awesome. Back up, you creep. Sorry, back up, you creep. Hillary is accused of not being human. She can't even read her own book with feeling. I get more emotion from Siri. (laughs) My skin crawled. She sounds like she's hearing this for the first time. That's funny. You would think you could read your own emotions and writing with a little more feeling. It was incredibly uncomfortable. Somebody said Trump would have come back with some sort of line like, trust me, I'm not going to grope you or something like that. Then you're into full WWE. (laughs) Then they strip to the waist and wrestle. (laughs) Was that the debate where Juanita Broderick and a few of Bill's women were in the crowd? Oh, it would have been so good. I think it was. He followed me closely, staring at me, making faces. Yeah. Well, that people do that in debates. That's not just because you're a woman. She has had to find a protection mechanism so that she doesn't completely go crazy. <laughs> doesn't he was get, literally breathing down my neck. So she doesn't get suicidal. She's got to pretend it's because you're a woman and because of Russia. It's not because America just finds you unappealing to a great degree. She can't deal with that because it would be hurtful, and I understand that. And we, her supporters need to believe it, too. We, we all have our protection mechanisms. We, we all do that. Um, Are military leaders consolidating power in the Trump administration and pushing in various directions? Washington Post thinks so. We're going to try to talk to somebody about that at some point. Um, 
mentioned earlier the city of San Jose in California. They're getting rid of a, rid of a Christopher Columbus statue in City Hall. That's the first statue I, I recall hearing about coming down on the West Coast, but it is sweeping the nation. Christopher Columbus obviously has nothing to do with the Confederacy, but it's about, well, I'll tell you what people say it is about. Um, uh, hate and genocide, that's what it is, that he uh, was mean to the Indians, which Europeans were. The uh, Spanish, of course, uh, who many people derive from, uh, were also very mean to the native population before that. And that, then that, then those people, if you went back even further, they might have shown up and there was another tribe there and they wiped them all out. It's kind of the history of the world. It's ugly, but it's just it's the way it's been. Hey, what about Colonel Sanders? KFC, you know, the big are there, are there Are there in public parks? I've never been to a park that's not, got not a statue in public of parks, but Colonel next Sanders. to the restaurants. Yeah, I was just wondering if that's going to go away. <laughs> I think those are okay. I believe he was fictional, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter. He does look like a slave owner. He does have the look. Sean got me the list of the 100 funniest films of the 21st century. Yeah, best comedies, a uh, uh, survey done by 200-something critics from 40 or 50-something countries, and they, they kind of aggregated it to see what is, yeah, what is the is, funniest. This is something to be taken somewhat seriously. 253 film critics from 52 countries around the world with the 100 funniest movies of all time, according to them. And uh, I'll just hit you with some of them. Number 100, I thought it was interesting. There's a tie at 100, and they're both Jerry Lewis movies. Have you ever seen The King of Comedy? I don't love that I movie. I love that movie, too, but it's not really funny. I don't recall it being that funny. It's it's a more of a weird crime thriller. Sort yeah, of it's thing. like a dark comedy yeah. sort of weird take. But, but anyway, yeah, I love that movie. I'll skip from 100 to, like, 20. I'll do 20 fast, okay? I'll do this fast. Funniest movies of all time, according to all the film critics. Some of these, you know, when you talk to film critics, they really like to pick something like... Modern Times by Charlie Chaplin from 1936, which I think Charlie Chaplin's great and everything like that, but they love choosing stuff like Well, kind that. of the purpose of this list was they did something similar where, of just the, the best movies of all time, and almost zero comedies appeared in the list. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird, so let's yeah. let's do a comedy-specific version. I'll go fast. Blazing Saddles, uh, great. Le- the Lady Eve, I thought that was a feminine product for uh, <laughs> for when you're having your lady time. So Bl- Blazing Saddles was number 20? Yeah. Okay. M- my wife now refers to uh, her lady time, even though when I said it, she thought it was awful, and she told me never to say it again. She now refers to it as her lady time. Maybe that My will catch- skin crawled. <laughs> Maybe that will catch on, and women will start talking about their lady time. Count that as a victory. <laughs> well done, sir. Uh, Sherlock Jr., Buster Keaton, 1924. Could oh. be great. Haven't seen it. It should be only after, like, 1980. <laughs> I don't know these movies. I ain't going to watch them. Whatever. I'll go fast so we don't get hung up on all those. Um, bringing up Baby, Ugh. The Great Dictator, Charlie Chaplin again, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, hard to argue with. Uh, His Girl Friday, To Be or Not To Be, I'll admit I've not even heard of a number of these movies, let alone seen them. Uh, Modern Times, Charlie Chaplin at 12, Big Lebowski at number 11. Nice. Uh, how about Lebowski right next to a Charlie Chaplin movie? It's it's a classic. That fits. You just wonder, in a, in damn near 100 years, will people be talking about the big Lebowski? I don't know. I'm curious as to what kept it out of the top 10. Yeah, so here you go. Big Lebowski at 11. Here's your top 10. The General with Buster Keaton from 1926. <laughs> was that the second Buster Keaton movie? Yeah, probably funny. What the hell okay. is Buster Keaton? <laughs> Buster Keaton, he's one of your old time... Uh, he's funny. I like Buster Keaton's stuff. Just... 
They're silent films, so you got to get into that whole. Uh, he looks so. surprised, and then he walks into something, and then what is this? A book? <laughs> uh, ahead of that Buster Keaton movie at number nine, it's certainly on my list. This is Spinal Tap. Oh, for sure, among the greatest things ever made. Nice. <laughs> number eight. Here, here's a great movie critic sort of thing. Number eight, Playtime by Jacques Tatai from 1967. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm sure it's very droll. Oh, it's a sort of, see how they're, they're taking it to the upper class. <laughs> Especially if you can take it in in the original French. <laughs> number, But it got beat up by number seven, Airplane. Oh, nice. We'll hey, never be over Macho Grande. Airplane at number seven. Speaking of 19... Surely you must be kidding. Yeah, exactly. D- did they invent that with that movie? I certainly give them credit for it's it. First time I ever heard it. Yeah. And it was hilarious. God, that's one of my great... Um, memories from college. F- old friend of mine from college is uh, in town and hanging out with him yesterday. And uh, and I got to thinking how many years it's been that I've known him because we met when we were 19 years old and it was horrifying to think how many years that has been. <laughs> but you cannot make new old friends. There is nothing like being around people that have known you like from the beginning and all your ups, downs, successes, failures, personal, private life. Definitely. There's just, just something different about that. Because there's no point in putting on any phoniness whatsoever, because they know everything. <laughs> they, they know who you really are at the core. And there's just there's something about that. Like the rapper Drake says, no new friends. Yeah. Hang on to the old good ones. Yeah. Anyway... I remember in college getting together and watching that movie with a keg of beer and like 40 people, guys and girls, oh. getting hammered, and it was so fantastic. Um, Captain, how soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? <laughs> I mean, how do you not like that? That kills me. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, number six, another um, uh, Monty Python sort of movie, Life of Brian. Interesting. I I, I figured uh, Holy Grail would be the top-rated one. Interesting. Number five, Duck Soup. Joe would be uh, happy to hear that. Great Marx Brothers movie. Groundhog Day at four. Ooh. Interesting. I like Groundhog Day. I wouldn't have put it in my list of uh, top ten comedies of all time. Fun discussing point about Groundhog Day. How How long do you think he was reliving the same day? <laughs> like how many times did he relive that day? Because the theories go from anywhere from a couple months to like thousands of years. Oh, really? Yeah, because he he teaches himself to play the piano. That's true. Memor- that would take a very long time. Memorizes the 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 route of the bank uh, vault guys or the right. security people. Take you know to get so bored to the point where you're creating new ways to kill yourself and you're you're killing the the, the old buddy from college. Uh, you know, in various you have these different weird fantasies. There's there's some really deep internet threads about how long he was actually in limbo there. You should have that on your blog. Um, <laughs> good choice for music here. I got you, babe, Sonny and Cher, because that's the song that comes yep, on the radio every, it, every morning when he wakes up. Of course you already have it, because you're a genius. Every morning the radio goes off, he wakes up. Th- that movie wasn't that successful, was it? No, In no, the theater? No. Because I remember when it came out, I saw it in the theater, and it was kind of a dud. And it is caught on. It's a regular... Uh, uh, touchstone the the phrase it's like groundhog day you hear people in politics or sports or anything reference that phenomenon all the time 
Same with Lebowski. It didn't do well in theaters. Oh, yeah. but I cult- missed Lebowski completely when it came out. I saw it like five years after it com- came out. It was on like TNT one Saturday afternoon. I started watching it, and I thought, how have I never seen this movie? This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I missed it because it wasn't, wasn't anything when it came out. Did Napoleon Dynamite do well in the theaters? I don't remember that doing I don't think well. so either. I think it did. It, it did mo- okay, but it wasn't any sort of like summer blockbuster yeah. style did well for what it will for right. expectations. <laughs> did it make this list at all? Well, I'll tell uh, you what. You make my list of the the, the top 100 movies. Ten, Napoleon Dynamite's absolutely on there. I don't think it made the list at all. God, that movie is so great. I don't know. I didn't get hung up on that. I'll finish your top 10 fish. So uh, Duck Soup at 5. That's a Marx Brothers movie. Groundhog Day uh, at 4. Annie Hall, Woody Allen, 3. I love Annie Hall. Just freaking fantastic movie. I haven't seen two or one. Dr. Strangelove. Oh, yeah. I know it's important. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. 1964, Stanley Kubrick. Was that a comedy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Kubrick made a comedy. Was it it laugh out loud funny? It was dark humor. All Mm. about the end of the world. The nuclear holocaust. Ah, ha, ha. And I've been hearing this my whole life, that this is the funniest movie ever. You'd think at some point I would watch it. Some like it hot. From 1959. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe and Tony Curtis. Yep. Stick with the Groundhog's Day. You'll be fine. Yeah. I got. I got to tell you guys, those great, great silence. So Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton. Oh, yeah, no. I, I like. Yeah. I like that stuff. It's just laugh uh, out loud. I, Ace, I can just hear the art critics being self-satisfied choosing those, and right. that's what turns me off. You know who didn't laugh yeah. out loud? Charlie Chaplin, because they hadn't figured out microphone technology <laughs> to speak in movies yet. Yeah. What about, yeah. Watching yeah. black and white miming, yeah. pretending like you're entertained. What about Ace Ventura? Any Jim Carrey? Oh, please, <laughs> man. Hey. I just let me just ga- uh, scan the list. See if they think Young Frankenstein. Stein. Caddyshack. Um, when Harry Met Sally's 29. Mm-hmm. Raising Arizona 32. I do love that yeah, movie. That is a good movie. Crazy World. Another somebody, Cohen movie. Cohen Brothers. Crazy World. Somebody ought to sell tickets. Um, Clueless? Number hmm. 34. Oh, Great movie. That hurts, the, that hurts the list as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Fish Called Wanda. Oh, that's a good yeah, movie. I love, I love that funny. one too. Yeah. Uh, Borat. Made number 41. Definitely an, an event, I remember. Bridesmaids at 44. That might be their most recent movie on here, 2011. Oh. Pulp Fiction? That's a comedy? It's Darn. not supposed to be, but I laugh every yeah. time I watch it. That's yeah. true. You shot Marvin in the head. That's true. That is a tasty burger. It's a pretty good milkshake. I don't know if it's worth five <laughs> effing dollars, but it's a pretty good milkshake. That's how old that movie is. Five dollars seemed like a lot for a milkshake. Every time I go somewhere and I see a milkshake that costs five dollars, I replay that line <laughs> in my head. Yeah. Animal House 47. Uh, boy, there's a lot of movies on here I've never heard of. Blues Brothers 53. Best in Show 55. Gotta like Best in Show. By the same mind who did uh, Spinal Tap. Christopher Guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rushmore's on here. That's one of my favorite movies that I never run into anybody who likes <laughs> but me. <laughs> the Jerk. The Hangover, 98. Oh, the jerk, I've seen that so many times. Hangover was, was something, an event, but two and three. Is there a four? It was, it was too much. South Park at 93. Mm. Oh, Zoolander, Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I do see that quoted and memed on the internet yeah. often, but I've never seen it. Waiting for Guffman, another Christopher Guest. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you white people. <laughs> Seriously. You white people. <laughs> Office Space. Princess Bride, oh, made top that 100. That's Princess a good Bride's one. a top five movie all time for definitely, me. Definitely. Nutty Professor Jerry Lewis getting a lot of attention this week, obviously, yeah. with Jerry Lewis dying. I got to show that to my kids. They would love Nutty Professor. Naked Gun, that's more of that sort of humor. 
Okay. That's it. Caddyshack, 65. There you go. Caddyshack made the list. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump, Twitter is a follow-up to last night's rally points. We'll get into that. The entire San Francisco police force is going to be on duty during this weekend's extreme right rally. Isn't that just an announcement that this is a good time to rob a bank? The entire police force? Because I heard that in Phoenix, too. They said they had all 3,000 yeah. cops on duty at the rally. Doesn't that mean I can just drive as fast as I want? <laughs> Steel. And Amazon and Walmart are teaming up against... No, I'm sorry. I, I did that incorrectly. Google and Walmart are teaming up against Amazon. There that makes go. more sense. Wow. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Google and Walmart. That's a yeah. that's a heavyweight team right there. Yeah, I heard Amazon and Walmart are teaming up, too. <laughs> Broadcast reports say... <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yo, yo, yo. That's my catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, yo, yo. It's not catching on the way I thought it would. (laughs) I don't hear it places. Like, I thought maybe at ball games people would be chanting it. I thought there'd be t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bumper stickers. I'm having a hard time finding the actual company to supply these things, but I think once we get the yo, 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 yo out for sale, it's really (laughs) going to take off. Right. Uh, News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump has taken to Twitter to thank Arizona after his rally last night. The official President Trump tweet reader, Vincent Nicholas. Phoenix crowd last night was amazing. A packed house. I love the great state of Arizona. Not a fan of Jeff Flake. Weak on crime and border. <laughs> there you go. Trump following up. And that, it's so interesting. So, and Flake is, uh, his poll numbers are not that good. No. Uh, so I think Trump's on pretty solid ground there, uh, being anti-Flake. But so Trump is back in various Republicans around the country. Yep. That, uh, and then Mitch McConnell is back in the other person. Yes, indeed. That brings up the reported split now between the president and the Senate Majority Leader, Mr. McConnell. The New York Times says Trump and McConnell have not spoken in weeks, and one of their last conversations was a phone call that reportedly turned into a profane shouting match with Trump berating McConnell for the failed health care vote and failing to protect him from the investigations about reportedly been equally critical of Trump privately saying, He's not really sure Trump's going to be able to salvage his administration after a series of summer crises. A blow-up coming at a particularly difficult time for Republicans who now face a number of urgent deadlines, spending limits so the government doesn't shut down or default on debts. All of this coming to a head. Well, the default on debt is never going to happen. And anybody who throws that out there as a possibility is is fear-mongering. Because it would just never, ever, under any circumstances, happen. One that has all the power in that, obviously. It's... it's, uh... It's the legislature, so we'll see what happens. The Chronicle's reporting authorities in San Francisco and Berkeley are planning a large show of force this weekend at two extreme right-wing rallies in a bid to prevent violence. In fact, the entire San Francisco police force is going to be on duty during Saturday's Patriot Prayer Rally. Is that a good idea to announce that in any city? Our entire police force will be over on this end of town. So if you want to rob a bank on... Security is going to be on lockdown for the event. Patriot Prayer organizer Joey Gibson says as a freedom rally. That's the way uh, Phoenix handled it last night. They had all 3,000 policemen 
to make sure things didn't get out of hand. And from uh, the report we had on earlier... The- and Walmart teaming up to go after Amazon. The two companies said Google's going to start offering Walmart products to people who shop on Google Express, the company's online shopping mall. It's the first time the world's biggest retailer has made its products available online in the United States outside of its own website. So they are both teaming up. And some of the uh, accounts I've read of this is they're not thinking about the immediate future. They're looking ahead to, to uh, they're, they're looking further ahead. It's the way that, so they want to try and uh, go after Amazon as quickly as they can. Yeah, but that that's, that's the direction things are going. I was walking around a... Uh, Mostly empty little strip mall yesterday, and I thought, just we've heard the stories about how much more mall space we've got than we need Mm -hmm. in general, right? And the people are going to be able to hang around. And there's a crowd supporting free agent quarterback Colin Kaepernick expected outside of the NFL headquarters in New York City today. Filmmaker Spike Lee organizing the event. Kaepernick became a free agent after leaving the 49ers last spring. He still hasn't been signed. His supporters say he's being blackballed because he sat and knelt during the national anthem last season. I'm surprised he's still a lightning rod for that because there's tons of players doing that now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Although it was Kaepernick who started it. He did start it. Yep. There, there's, there's lots of players doing that now. First white guy joined the other day. A white player that kneeled during the national anthem. He's married to a black woman involved uh, we should play a little more of Trump from the rally last night. It was entertaining. It was cl- If you like that sort of thing, you like it. If you hate that sort of thing, you hate it. Yep. It was classic Trump. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't mention any names. No, I won't vote. One vote away, I will not mention any names. Very presidential, isn't it? Very president. Orders weak on crime, so I won't talk about him. Nobody wants me to talk about him. Nobody knows who the hell he is. And it's so amazing. So you've got a Republican president with a packed house lose in the next election. It's just, man, things are turned upside down. But if you're a person that feels like things need to be turned upside down, you're thinking, awesome. We're turning things upside down. He spoke ill of uh, McCain, too. Oh, yeah. That's what he was referring to. One vote. Where this is going to end, how this is all going to turn out. Is it going to make the country stronger, better, weaker, nothing? Maybe nothing comes out of it? I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. We're going to talk to a reporter coming up in a little bit about uh, some of that. What what does Trump look like if the Democrats control the Senate, for instance, or maybe even the House? I don't know. Does he go more their way and get more done, or nothing happens for the next two years? I have no idea. Uh, a little more of that later. Um Firefighters saved pigs from a fire, then ate the pigs when they were cooked for sausage. This is a complicated story. A a litter of adorable piglets were rescued from a barn fire. This barn caught on fire. Firefighters show up. I bet it was, but that's still a dark story. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of interesting. I mean, 
It's the farm life, right? Like it's, it, it is. I it, mean, there's it, nothing unusual about it, but from being burned and turning into bacon and sausage, <laughs> and then the the you left, the farmer was grateful, so then he slits their throat, puts a bullet in their head, however he slaughters the animals, that's what we do. Uh, it's just a, an indicator of the disconnect that absolutely. most people have with where their food comes from. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, it's a fire. From a box that says Jimmy Dean in the freezer. Yes, the sausages <laughs> were fantastic, said a fire spokesman. Um, if you rescue cats, dogs, and babies, do you sit down to eat them six months later? They are vile human beings, said one human. I don't think if you rescue a cat from a tree, you come back and eat it later. I'll have to have fear and pain twice in their short lives. Yeah, well, that's what we raise them for. The yeah, far- you, you save them so they could become this. They weren't going to, like, go to school and put on a hat and make houses and <laughs> one out of sticks, one out of straw, one out of stone. That's, that's not actually how animals interact in the wild. Just keeping an eye out for large, bad wolves. I give those, I, the, the farmer said, I gave those animals the best quality of life I could ever give until the time they go to slaughter and they go into the... Well, on this farm, <laughs> were they grass-fed pigs? Were they allowed to move around and play? Uh, we had the statistic a week or so ago, which could be internet crap, but uh, it was that w- only one out of eight young Americans has ever seen a cow in real life. Which... Yeah, it was uh, kids, like uh, under the less than teenage. You'd think, hey, wow, they're bigger than I thought, or something. More people have been called a cow than have. Uh, not too long ago, I went to this, the, the the fair and saw a cow, and I'm always surprised at how big they they're actually very large. are. They're very, very large. But I was surprised in our listening audience. Apparently, more pe- dozens of people knew that it was a horse getting his dentist checkup, a horse with a contraption locking the mouth open and then way down in there and filing the teeth down. That yeah. better not have been a gift horse, because I. I, uh, my understanding of the saying is you don't look those in the mouth. It's strictly forbidden. It looked very medieval. Did, does the horse stay still during that? Uh, he did. Huh. Did they sedate him a little bit? They may or may not have. I know that our vet said uh, Banjo, our horse, is a, a very <laughs> calm vet uh, horse and because uh, she gets bit on occasion and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, people knew what that picture was right away. So it's amazing that one out of eight young Americans have not even seen a cow, but we had that many listeners who knew what a horse's dental checkup looked like. You're staring down the mall. Conversation with the horse while there were instruments and tools uh-huh. in the mouth. So, so the horse got any respond. plans this weekend? Mary would that it were. Would that it were. Any steeplechases? I, I don't know what horses do. <laughs> I'm going to sleep standing up and uh, probably poop in this here pen. Eat, <laughs> eat some hay when they throw it in here. The sleep standing up thing always makes me think that those animals should. That's not natural. Lay down on the ground. You got to admit, even if you're a fan of the food chain like I am, I'm no, uh, I'm no uh, petter person or anything like that. The firefighters saving the pigs and then coming back from a fire and then coming back and eating roasted pig a little later is, well, that's something. I don't know what it is. Barbaric! It's it's like rain on your wedding day. It's it's, it's, it's ironic. Or something. Uh, If you get the fabulous award-winning fourth hour, you'll be happy to know we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to happen soon as Congress comes back into session. Some of the battle lines that are being drawn, Trump talked about it a little bit last night in Phoenix. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.